nourish your soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Lau, and her variety of guests on the Celestial Spoon, formerly Spiritual Destination. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interactions and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guests' mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Laub. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking your time from your busy day to spend with us and learn more about my guests. I hope you're enjoying the summer season. I am. Um, I've gone swimming with my grandson several times in our pool, and I started a garden in my um, containers that was doing well, but now it's kind of droopy, and I can't figure what's going on, so that'll be my weekend um, experience of trying to figure that out. So I hope you're doing something that's very fun and enjoying the season, like I said. I'm excited to share that recently I won the Indie Author Legacy Award for my book, Journey of Angelic Healing Stories to Feed Your Soul. That really did surprise me when I was called up as the winner um, out of one of ten finalists. So um, if you get a chance, you could go on my website and you can learn about my book and, and how to purchase it. If you want to learn more about my book and my programs, you can go to my website, which is www. CatherineMLab.com or TheCelestialSpoon.com. If you're interested in working with me, you can sign up through my website and there's various coaching opportunities. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I'm thrilled today to be interviewing Naomi, Naomi Barraquette from Neurosuccessology. Naomi Barraquette is an international speaker and dynamic seminar leader on the topics of mind power into success. Naomi is a master strategist on how to spark your professional and personal life, reclaim your enthusiasm and prosper, Naomi has a master's degree in business and MBA. She has been certified by John Maxwell as a leadership coach. She is a neuro-linguistic programming trainer. And Naomi is CEO of a strategic life transformation training academy to help you reach your ultimate success. I'm excited to be learning all of this information from Naomi today. So welcome, Naomi. How are you? 
Thank you. Thank you, Catherine, so well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well. A little bit problem with technology this week, but we get through it all. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, um, and just so everybody knows, um, we were scheduled a couple of days ago to do our interview, but for some reason my telephone just was not cooperating to connect. So I'm excited to get back together with Naomi and share her vision with you today. <laughs> so is yes. there anything interesting going on in your life, Naomi? So I'm very excited as I'm speaking uh, in outside more to groups and help them to overcome all those things that keep holding them back and cause them uh, more stress and uh and unfortunately, it uh, hurts not just their business, but it also affects their health and their relationships. So I'm very passionate about it uh, to help people to really bring back the best of them, the best version of themselves, and live a meaningful life and, uh, you know, healthy, prosper in their personal and professional life. Yes, that's beautiful. Um, and that's... Um exactly what I like to share with my listeners because when we don't really take care of ourselves, we're not good for going forward in any aspect of our life. And I learned that the hard way. So I'm excited to learn the ways that you do help people do this. Yeah, yeah. You told me that... um, Four out of five businesses will go out of business because they don't have a clue how to reclaim their unique inner spark, motivation, and passion. So how do you help them work through all of this? Yeah, so uh, the problem is, like, you know, just like when you meet uh, your, let's say, your lover, you have this uh, motivation and passion, and you are all excited, and then, like, when you take things, like, uh, you know, for granted, and think like, uh, you know, uh, time pass by, you lose all this initial motivation and, and spark, and that really hurts. So the same is with your business or your entrepreneur job or career. And uh, also this low energy, it's, uh, it's like no life. It's like affect your health too, naturally. And it's like a loop because one thing affects the other. So if your business is down, then it affects your stress level and it's affects, so it's like a loop and then you are, uh, get uh, bad results. So what we do is like uh, the first way we help to leverage your business and uh, by deep sea, into your motivator factors, right? Like there is certain motiv- right. certain thing that will motivate you. So first we have to like bring back those motivation that you had back when you started. So it takes like deep sea, right? Like what is the most important for you? Like what is your values that important for you? And uh, then the second way is we want to free yourself from all these internal conflicts, right? So like people have these internal conflicts. On one end they want... Uh, to succeed in the business. On the other end, they they might feel that unconsciously they might feel that uh, they cannot make the money they want because in their family nobody makes this money or uh, uh, or like something in their business contradict 
or in conflict with their vision or they feel guilty to take money. So all those kind of things, you need to make sure you uh, take care of them. By the way, this internal conflict really is like a blood, it's like a poison in your bloodstream. So you really want to remove that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have that type of conflict. And I guess it hit home because nobody in my family has ever made uh, a nice amount of money to turn around and say, oh, I'm living really well. And I'm one of six kids. So um, I guess that's a big factor for me. Exactly. So it's not just for you, it's for everybody. And if, in fact, it was for me. And before I did take the deep breakthrough and uh, did the conflict, internal conflict resolution to like really on the nerve system, on the neurological level, on the mind level, not just like by saying to myself or convince myself consciously. So it's really going like into deep breakthrough and just let it go. And it's really cool because we uh, make sure you are dissociate from all these uh, things that are programmed in your, in your brain, all this traumatic event and all this decision that you made, like if you heard your parents fight about money, for example, and that day you say money is, it means fight, for example, so we release mm. this, but, we, but uh, luckily we don't go into the event itself, but unconsciously we work on that, so you get just the learning and release this event. And of course, the third way we help you with your mind power to effectively and consistently achieve a career in personal fulfillment. So it's not like just get the breakthrough. Now you, if you got the breakthrough, you have the 95% uh, because all your results, like 95% of your results are actually a manifestation of your mindset, right, of your unconscious mind. And right. Uh, you're right. So like we first clear it up so you, you have 95% go your way, and then you want to – keep it so you do work with your conscious mind on effectively and consistent uh, have a system that keep you going but there's no but we took care of all those underlying uh, self-sabotage things that come from your unconscious mind right and I know there's have, there has to be a lot of things in my subconscious mind that I need to bring to the surface and let it go Yes, yes, not just you, everybody, every human being, you know, and the problem is that most people suppress it and they think it will solve by itself and that's actually cause anxiety and other things because it's just like putting a bandage on, uh, on a wound that you didn't take care of the wound, right? So it doesn't work that way and like people try uh, to run away from that and often suppress and they're afraid to look inside but you must uh, process it in order to release it. Right, exactly. And so how do you go about helping me process what I don't know? So what, right, you don't know, and you cannot consciously recall certain things because what if the event went where you were three years old? And what if the event is like, genealogy, like it's like a, the belief that run in your family that like in some families that you will only have girls at the family or you won't uh, succeed and won't make money or nobody in your family uh, have academic degree or whatever all the things. So you don't consciously know, right? So you have through the process that I do with the client, we go 
uh, we float above the timeline, okay, about because everything's stored like event and picture in your mind. So we go above your timeline to the first, first event that you can go there only, you can access it only unconsciously. So consciously you cannot recall something, but unconsciously we take you there, but we don't take you inside your dissociate looking from above on the event and get just the learning. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's fascinating because it's like, because everything, like the first time a person, for example, felt, uh, let's say, anger. Okay, that's the first time, let's say, he, he knew what anger means. Then every time he felt anger, it, it was stored like a gestalt, just like when you know different language and each language stored in different places on the brain, right? You don't confuse okay. between them. The same thing is with uh, negative emotion, for example. So once you take care of the root cause of the first event that ever you felt this negative emotion, then and when you carry in all the learning with you, it releases all the following events that were similar. Hmm. I love it, and, yeah. <laughs> and the funny, I think it's quite fast, you know, like people think, you know, like it takes forever. No, this is not like the... Um, this is like really fast. It's like a five hours breakthrough session that you uh, work on those negative emotions and get rid of this uh, uh, limiting beliefs that some people carry, right? So like people feel that they cannot do it or something and which we help them change picture, right? Like they have certain picture of how it looks, how, limi- how their limitation looks, but they have also picture of things that Seems like a limitation, but eventually they did overcome it and did it. So they have this picture too. And we change like the feature of the limitation into a feature of something that you did overcome, for example. So by the time you finish the process, the person knows that you can do something amazingly. Right, right. Now, I haven't done that kind of work yet, but... I've done the positive thinking and um, knowing that good things are to come, and it's actually helped me feel a lot better in general, and um, both in healing my mind and body and also um, letting things flow in my business a little bit better. So I'd really love to learn more working with you. That's great. Sure, sure, yeah, definitely we need always both, the conscious level and the unconscious level, and we need also to know how to uh, communicate between these two. We have to make sure that the conscious mind and the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind, they need to have a good rapport between them because just like we uh, certain think we, we say we can give instruction to our unconscious mind, but the, con- the unconscious mind won't do what the conscious mind sometimes tell him, either because you don't know his language and you speak like, for example, negative, like in a negative language, like you would say, uh, don't do something. And then in order not to do something, you first need to have access to it. So if you say to a child, don't uh, break this thing, and before you know it, you see him broken it. <laughs> and so, you, so, right? So like, and also the, resp- right. So you need also to understand the, unconscious uh, mind also uh, certain things you do tell them correctly way but the unconscious mind he has this fight or flight or he has this trigger that you don't know where the response came from like where is this silly anger came from for something that it seems like so 
meaningless, right? So, right. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. Yes, it is. Wow. <laughs> it's fascinating that, and, it, yeah. I know that the subconscious mind works a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of subliminals to help me get through a lot also. So I know that's working on the subconscious mind, but I never thought of it the way that you just explained it, and it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fascinating, and it, the fun part is that it's really, really give amazing results. It's like so cool. Like I mean, like that saved. I can say that it saved my life because I felt like I live like. Um, numbed. It was numbed and felt emptiness, although I did very well in business and stuff, but I was numbed inside. I was conflicted. Uh, I was not happy. Um, so this really, really like taking all those blockages away, uh, it saved my life. That's how I look at that. Yes, yes, definitely. Because that's the same thing as me working on myself with the subliminals because I was not happy. And everything from 2014, when I had my dark night of the soul, as I call it now, um, I started putting into action the subliminals and the, the words posted through the house of, I am healthy. And it really made a difference to help me feel better. And, you know, um, I teach people how to make their vision boards because, you may not look at it directly, but it'll be in your line of sight as you're walking by or something, and it's working on your subconscious mind. So I know how strong that it really is. And right. And you know, happy, right. And happiness is something we choose, and I have a tendency to choose happiness always like in my, in my um, nature. And even that, that I have this in my nature, even that I felt emptiness because, and I felt conflicted because like I raised in a family that, for example, giving is free. You never charge for giving. So uh, when, when I give service, how do I charge if that's my belief, right? Or that's my value. And so all the things I had to really, really uh, release this, this internal conflict and see that they, bo- they all, my parts, uh, actually want one thing, and they bo- they all wanted to help the world and as many people as I can. Right, exactly. And that's what I tell people. Everything that I've gone through, I don't feel bad about it because it was a learning experience, and it helped me get to the point that I'm at now so that if somebody says to me, oh, I'm feeling like this, I could relate because I've gone through it. And, you know, doing, going through the hard times sometimes is a necessity to get to the point that you want to be at your ultimate goal. So, yeah, so, like, there is always, like, we have the saying, like, life doesn't happen to you, life happens, life happens for you, right? So right. if you get the growth and the learning from that and you use it to help others, that's amazing. But we also have to be careful a little bit with that because we might think 
that only when we struggle we get results or something, or only when, uh, uh, you know, challenges, um, terrible challenges even sometimes come in, only then we will uh, flourish. So on one end we have, like, whatever is uh, not up to us, of course we have to say, you know, it's for us for growth. But whatever is for us, we don't want to neglect things or to get to a point where, where we are down uh, at like, you know, the bottom, bottom, and that there's no, nothing to do except like just, you know, walk your way up. So we really have to pay attention not to self-sabotage and like bring just pain in order for us to grow. Right, exactly. Because you don't want like to, to to have motivation out of pain, and many people part of our motivation is either like toward pleasure or away from pain. But the problem is with away from pain is that once the pain goes, we don't have the motivation anymore. And we talked about motivator factor. So if we don't yeah. have the motivation anymore, we will create another pain in order to have the motivation again, and that's terrible. Right. That's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's like, well, if we don't need to have the pain, let's try to avoid it. <laughs> right. So, like, people, like, for example, they would say, okay, I want to make money so I don't have debt, right? So they don't mm-hmm. have debt. After they made the money, and let's say they don't have debt, now they don't have any more motivation, so they will create another debt, for example, right? So you really yes. have to watch out. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, you have to, like, kind of separate between uh, things that is not under your control, which is like, okay, that's happened for you, and things that are, you're under your control, you do need to pay attention to your attitude and uh, to your motivation factor and pay attention that uh, your motivation not coming from scarcity but toward abundance always. Right, right. And like from abundance uh, mindset, okay? So well, not just right. like towards as if you don't have, but like I have the abundance. I'm thankful. I have everything. God created me and all those things. I have faith and all those things. And then you achieve more. Right, exactly. And that's where I'm feeling like I've gotten because I've left everything in God's hands and I followed his guidance and works with my angels. They pointed me in the right direction. Like now, I started out with my business as an angel communicator, and now I'm a psychic and medium, but I've shifted because of my suicide attempt. That was God's message to me that he wants me to help other people avoid getting to that actual point. So now... My spirituality is the base of helping people feel better. And I just, God had a plan, and that's the route I'm taking now. And I never expected that I would be talking on stage and telling people, this is what my life is all about, so that they can recognize they should reach out and get the help that they need. So God plays a very big factor in it. And I do feel very abundant because um, I have my husband, I have my kids and my grandchildren and everything. And to me, that's so much abundance because we have so much fun when we're together. And, you know, we used to look at abundance as you have to have money. But it's not only that. 
it's family and friends and, you know, all your connections. And I feel very abundant with all of my connections. Um, I, I really feel connected to so many people in such a deep way because they respect me for what I have to say. And that's really a great feeling. And, you know, I'm not looking at it as I have to make the money. I'm looking at it as I have to make an impact and I have to let other people know that there's much better in life. And when they recognize that, that things start to get better. And I'm sure that's exactly, you know, part of your mission. Yes, yeah, so I agree with you. And so a few things that you said that I really uh, can relate to them. It's first of all, I'm proud of you that you uh, got out of the pattern of being a victim and no more victim. It's like you take uh, back charge of your uh, life and that's beautiful because so many people yeah. are, are in a victim mode and they never uh, want to let it go. And they also uh, hold to you know, they're afraid that if they will forgive, for example, uh, that means that they, uh, you know, they, they feel like uh, a possessive for what they went through and they uh, feel victim rather than take it as amazing uh, opportunity to help others, for example. And I'm so proud of you uh, that you did that. Another thing is that you're right, that like we want to have motivation. If we just, like if people think only money-wise, there's no chance that they will have so much motivation as much as if they have like a how they impact like they have this higher purpose and then if they start from the place of higher purpose and impact then naturally also the money comes to them because they will be so passionate about their higher purpose and meaning that that naturally will attract also money right and truthfully i've been doing my business since 2013 and I really have not made money in it yet. I've been putting a lot of my money into the business, but I let that go. And I just, you know, what the saying is, let go, let God. And that really makes a big difference because I recognize my husband supports me, so I'm, I'm not really, you know, that concerned about having to have the income because I'm on disability. But my goal is to be self-sufficient and be able to support other people. So I know it's coming, and I have that confidence. Yes, yeah, so that's what you're saying is very true, like about let's go, let God, let go, let God. So it's, it's you doing the journey, and you detach from the outcome, which is amazing, because we, we, can, we only do our best. Of course, we have outcome in mind, but if it's not, then that's a good way. But also, you always want to check also, just like everything, like, you know, uh, you also want to check the links that you have, in your mindset. So like it might be that if you don't uh, create any money, for example, and you just put money, it might be that there is some uh, underlying causes to that. So I would say like to really try to release because it might be like these links that you have in the mind about money, for example, and about generating money. So you definitely want to remove them because uh, the more money you make, naturally, the more you can put into your business and the more you can help more people, right? So, right. so it, right. yes, 
Right. So we don't want to have any guilt about money, and we want to make sure there's no, like, underlying thing that sabotage it. Right, which I know that there is something underlying, but I haven't figured it out yet, and I'm okay with that right now. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, it's like, like everything is like sometimes we pray to God and ask for help, but God also wants us to help us ourselves so in other words and then we ask for his blessing just like when we have a test in the university we study and then we go to the test we don't just like don't study and come and show up in the test the same thing i look at that like also on productivity and money so it can be like okay i ask for god blessing and but but also i put my effort to be in the best uh unconscious and conscious uh mind that will help create it too Right, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about your book. It's The Deep Sea, S-E-E, to help you see into your soul and find who you are and want to be. So what's your message in your book? Um, And I know you have another book too. Yeah, the other book is... uh, my mom told me to be quiet, to be quiet. <laughs> so mm. this, uh, yeah, this one, my mom told me to be quiet is so the child can learn to re-examine his emotions and also the parent learn to be more aware of how to speak to the kids because as you see in this conversation, everything we go through, uh, childhood and things like that, they registered in our brain and later they show up, they manifest with all kinds of uh, reaction that uh, and uh, and that we don't know necessarily where those uh, impulsiveness came from so it's very important to be aware uh, so that's the the book about my mom told me to be quiet and uh, the book about the deep sea is uh, and it's with double C because you see deep into your soul and you find who you are and want to be because when you don't have clarity of what you want uh, exactly, or like you have mixed messages, um, and then the problem is that you are confused, you are overwhelmed, you are distracted, and you are more stressful. So that helps you like to really deep see into yourself and like really see what is it that really important for you. What is it that it's your voice, not the many people around you or the so-called modern life or something. What is it that your soul is searching? Yes, yes. And I, I do believe little by little in everything that I'm going through myself that it's really coming to the surface of, you know, helping other people. And years ago when I was raising my children and everything else, family life, I never even thought that that would be my future as reaching out to helping other people. And it's amazing how God takes us on our journeys and the things that we are able to do. Um, In regards to my mom told me to be quiet, my family lived the um, children are meant to be seen and not heard, that when I was growing up, there were five of us, and then 10 years later, there was the sixth one. So the five of us, I remember going to my aunt's house several times for um, Easter and whatever, and the five of us had to sit on the couch 
and just be there and be quiet. We weren't allowed to talk while the adults were eating dinner. And it's wow. just, that, that really stuck in my head. And it's like kids are supposed to have fun and play with each <laughs> <laughs> Totally, totally. And nowadays it's, it's very hard because, you know, with, uh, sometimes – with what happened in the immigration, you know, that uh, even the kids that are not separate from the parents, there are many kids who are worried and they are afraid and live in constant anxiety that what if their parents will be revealed or something like that and they won't be uh, with them. So, like, it's very important that not just the parents be aware, but also the caregiver, because if the caregiver take care of the kids, but they make the atmosphere as if it's like summer camp, then the kids doesn't feel, uh, you know, that he's separated uh, or that he's shut up, you know, like that he's allowed to also express himself and and play and have fun. But if not, you're right. That's like something that is like forever taken with us. And then people find themselves like with post-trauma. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that must have affected me in some way. You know, I was always shy. I didn't speak up. And as a teenager in school, I really didn't have many friends because I was afraid to be in the bigger group of people that were well-known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that probably made a big difference. And um, the deep sea, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it and learning more because it's, it seems like it may get to the root of what's going on with me, and with your help, I will release things. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and for me, that's the give me the best joy when I see people like feel that they reclaim their life again and they release all this poisoning hindrance in them. Uh, for me, that brings me the most joy because for me, I truly believe that God created each of us to live a mi- on a mission and a unique purpose and stuff like that. And when we are not in alignment with ourselves and when we don't have this clarity and clearing of all these uh, baggages that we hold, uh, that's unfortunate and it's really uh, sabotage our mission. So for me, it's like a ripple effect. Once uh, I take care of you, you take care of others, and uh, you project it. When you are happy, you project it on others. And also that's why I'm so um, really, I don't want to say the word obsessive, but like a really, it's really important for me also to train others to get and, and purchase those techniques so they can uh, do those techniques on their clients. So for me, it's important not just that I directly do it, but like I also train others to be able to do it too it's uh the ripple effect yeah right exactly the ripple effect um makes me think about being in the pool with my grandson the other day he took some sort of a berry or something he says i want to make a ripple in the pool (laughs) yeah that's cute yeah those kids they're so small they're so sweet and you know and and what you went through it's 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 what make you, in a way, a better person if you took it in the right way and say, that's for sure something that I'm not going to repeat. Right. Exactly. So your, the awareness of that, that it was uh, hurtful, uh, makes you like maybe a better person in many times. The only problem sometimes is that we 
we sometimes promise we'll never be like our parents or we'll never do something, but because we say we'll right. never and we talk like in negativity, we find ourselves doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I was like, my father, when we would like uh, follow something, he got so scared that he would say, why did you do it? What, you know, you're not careful or something. And I remember I said as a child that when I grow up and I have my own children, I would never scream at them if they fall. And guess what? <laughs> I many times find myself panicking too. So it took me yes. time to be aware of it, right? So my, the awareness helped me to stop it <laughs> because I said, oh, my gosh, I'm mirroring <laughs> my parents. Yep, yep, yep exactly. Um, and I, I see that... In this next generation, um, like my grandchildren and all, they're not as afraid as my kids were because the parents are letting them fall and say, it's okay. And where if my kids fell, it's like, okay, let me take care of you right away. And, you know, I didn't baby them or anything, but... I think it's a different mentality now where they feel the kids are becoming stronger because they're saying, oh, I'm okay. I mean, my two-year-old grandson, he's been saying it for the last year already, I'm okay, and he wipes his hands and he says, that's okay, and then he goes and plays. It's so cute. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very cute. And and like everything in this world, there's a the good thing and the bad thing. So the good thing is that the, the kids uh, do uh, grow, most of them more independent and things like that. The bad part of it is sometimes the parents are way too passive and they like, uh, you know, <laughs> like yeah. let's say, yeah, there's a certain thing that I'm like admiring my parents for like make sure we, we get the best food and the best nutrition and all those things. So like, mm -hmm. I think everything it has to have balance, you know, like um, right. any extreme might be uh, hurtful. So, but definitely, so like, for example, now there is less uh, boundary about like the relationship between parents and kids. So sometimes the kids think that they're uh, your friends, which is okay. But at the same time, sometimes they might not respect you or think like that. So I always say, any extreme is not good. You always have to be aware, and that's what I'm, I'm happy that more and more maybe um, the new generation is more aware of the impact of the uh, future and last impact on their kids. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So if the child is falling and they, they don't care if it comes from like really, okay, you get stronger, then you're right. But if they come from the place of indifferent, I don't have the energy to deal with that, <laughs> right. then it's different. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there is a big difference in that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they let them know that they're aware of what happened, but they say, you're okay. So they're still making recognition of it, but they're not really, they're not making a big deal of it, that the next time they fall, they're going to get the hug and attention and, and oh, I could cry a lot. And, yeah, and the funny thing is we have, in general, I think we have to learn to listen because uh, another thing that we have to pay attention to is not to suppress the person's emotion. So, like, if they hurt and the parents say, oh, you're okay, then sometimes the child say, hello, I'm not okay. I'm in pain now. 
Right. <laughs> so, right. So you always have to like uh, also learn to listen and pay attention. Yes. So like definitely awareness is number one. Like constantly to be aware of what you say because and understand the implicate the implication of that. Right. Exactly. And you can tell um, if they fall and it's just a minor thing, but if they fall and you see them with their catching their breath and, and really holding their breath, you know it's time to give them that hug. Yeah, and here is another, here is another paradox <laughs> that like some, uh, and I, I was writing something about it, is like that um, sometimes kids, for example, uh, the only time they get attention is when they act certain way or if they scream or if they do something out mm -hmm. of the ordinary. So that's another thing for parents to pay attention to is not to anchor it, not like, okay, when he screams, I give him a hug and I'm giving him love, but also to uh, balance it and give them love on, also when everything is great and happy and quiet and relaxed, not just when something like a chaos happened. <laughs> right, exactly, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's so, I, I find it so fascinating because uh, there's so many things in your awareness that, uh, you know, that you want to pay attention. And I think I'm, I'm happy in the sense that nowadays parenthood starts a little bit when you're older than it used to be because I, I do believe that you have more awareness when you're a little bit older than yes. just like a teenager. Definitely, yes. I do see a big difference in that, yes. We have passed the half point mark, and I want to see, um, I always bring up the Women's Prosperity Network because they're a wonderful group of people, and they're actually spreading throughout the world. Have you heard about them? It's either the WPN or the Women's Prosperity Network. Have you heard of them yet? I think I think I heard the uh, I mentioned and I'm involved in many women empowerment group. In fact, I run also a few uh, women empowerment mm -hmm. groups. So I really uh, bless them for that because that's very important. That uh, you know that will always prosper. Yes, exactly. But this group, they. They look at things differently in the networking field. Most of the time when you go out networking, you're saying, hi, I'm Catherine. This is my business card. This is what I do. But the Women's Prosperity Network, what they do is, hi, I'm Catherine. How can I help you? And what do you do? And they teach the one philosophy. And it's whenever you go out, into the public, it could be online at the store or something, and you think about, well, how can I make a difference in this person's life? What can I do for them? So if the cashier is standing there and she's in a bad mood, you say, oh, I like your shirt, or, you know, something about them, and it lifts their spirits, so you were the one for her. But it also turns around where they could be the one for you. So they started um, this networking. They're in Florida and New York and in other countries and throughout the United States. And it's three sisters, Nancy, Susan, and Trish. They came from New York, and they get along so well as 
siblings that they decided to create this company. And they called, they call it the Unconference, which is in October in Florida. And it's a three-day event where you go and you learn from them and you learn from other speakers. Then they have monthly meetings and they have masterminds during these meetings. And they're just such a supportive group. So if anybody wants to know anything about it, it's um, www.womensprosperitynetwork.com. So, yeah, let me know if um, you are really connected with them. And, you know, I'll let them all know that we're, we're connected too. That's fantastic that, you know, it's a blessing. I always look at that as a blessing, what, uh, how people gather together to uh, help the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the way they're expanding so quickly is really amazing because people really connect better through them. Definitely. So love, yeah, so I love to share about them. So... um I asked you to give me some questions, and one thing which really seems big is why do people often feel stuck and seem to self-sabotage? Right. So uh, sometimes they don't have alignment between their conscious mind and their unconscious mind. So let's say the conscious mind might say something like, I want to make a certain amount of money. But the unconscious mind might have recorded an event or saw the picture that money brings wars, like the example I gave before. Mm-hmm. And uh, also often they carry unresolved events from the past. So they are unaware of why they act so impulsive sometimes and they get those triggers so easily. And uh, also people tend to generalize. So if someone was unhappy in their marriage, they might generalize that all marriage are unhappy. So, mm-hmm. therefore, they might not uh, get married again. So, based on their generalization, they make decisions, but sometimes those decisions really hurt them. And they also sometimes distort some of the information. So, like the way, uh, let's say, the boss said something and the boss, you know, gave you my, maybe a feedback, but the person, like, really distorted and he said, oh, he always criticized me and stuff like that. So, that's also... Uh, sabotage your productivity on that day and your energy mm-hmm. level and things like that. So definitely uh, you need to have this alignment and make sure you resolve this uh, unsolved uh, event that you went through. And, of course, if you have fears or limiting beliefs about your abilities because people told you, like, over and over again that, uh, you know, you nothing will come out of you or or something like mm. that, or you saw a pattern in your family that uh, in our family nobody can succeed or nobody will make, uh, make it happen, or so something like that. Uh, right. Definitely you need to reprogram those. And then, uh, of course, if you have internal conflict, uh, internal conflict definitely make you stuck. So, and then, uh, as I said before, you uh, have to pay attention also to uh, uh, your mindset. Is it a scarcity mindset or abundance mindset? Right. Um, so, again, um, back to my family, being that there were six kids, my father worked a lot of jobs. 
and we didn't see him often at times because sometimes he had three jobs, left one, went to the next, and hardly had any sleep. And that was just to help us get by. So in our family, it was like, no, we don't have money. You can't go to the movies. You can't do this. You can't do that. Mm. So I know that that has to be a part of my problem as, well, we didn't have money, so you shouldn't have money, (laughs) something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and that's what happened with me, that I had this internal conflict because I learned from my parents that you are given is free. So, like, my father was, is, like, translator and is genius in translating and amazing. Uh, people over and over uh, will ask him to translate for them, uh, think for uh, university or books and stuff, and they would never pay him. And my father was fine with that. Uh, but, you know, where is the responsibility for bringing more money to the family and things like that? So, mm-hmm. uh, and also the message was, okay, you always give. But in order to give, you need to also make. You have to have some kind of uh, resources to continue giving. So I don't say that we didn't always go provide, of course, but still, you know, you have to know the balance between what giving and what to charge also for the giving. And, and, you know, it's a trading. It's great. Like the person feels he's got this enlightenment and empowerment and his health now is better and he does better on his business. So it was worth for him the investment. It's like investment. It's not even cost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but until you resolve those conflicts and things like that, you're really stuck. Right. Exactly. So you said that um, being more conscious and achieving goals is basically to look at the motivation. So, yes. So when you uh, want to achieve your goals, you really have to make sure that your motivation are toward abundance and not away from uh, any scarcity like not away from pain, away from risk. I mean, it's okay, but it will be really short-term one. If you want to keep your uh, energy consistent on achieving your goals, you must have motivation toward growth, toward uh, making and helping more people in the world and not away from pain. So like even if you think about health, uh, you want to have the motivation toward uh, be able to be uh, a grandchild that can play with her kids, uh, uh, travel with the kids and the grandchildren and like have this mm-hmm. great uh, long-term motivation and also positive than just like a, a way from being sick because right. then if yeah because then away from being sick will give you a short term but then you'll really quickly forget and then you'll eat the junk again right so yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because I'm trying to stick to a diet and it's not working and I'm eating the junk. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You also like, in, uh, especially with diet is like uh, so many um, important things to pay attention to. Definitely the motivation. Uh, if it's away from sickness or away from not looking ugly or whatever people tell themselves or towards being more healthy, help the people and also uh, in order for diet to succeed, you do have to love yourself also as you are. There's different things because uh, then, then uh, of course, you want to grow and get better and stuff in everything. 
but at the same time you have to accept and love also the way you are because if you don't love yourself first as the way you are, you won't have energy uh, to succeed uh, getting what you want because something will, uh, you know, with a bad energy, nothing works. Right, exactly. And it took me a long time to get to that point. And I'd say it's only been within the last year that I've learned to love myself and know that um, whatever comes my way, I can handle it because I'm a stronger person now. Yeah, and another philosophy saying that actually uh, even pain and even like depressed, uh, another philosophy said that it's actually that we overloved ourselves and we over-centered in ourselves to the point that we feel depressed. But if we take our thought about other people, how can we help other people and forget about our pain? And then we are not uh, like obsessed about ourselves and how we feel. So mm-hmm. as I said, everything has two sides to it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's fascinating because like, you know, so like you do want to love yourself, but you don't want the focus always to be just yourself, yourself and on the diet because this focus won't help. But if you instead uh, help people who suffer from weight, for example, of overweight, if you help them, you might probably uh, lose much more weight. Right. Then just focus on you, you, you. So sometimes like just like taking the attention away from yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely you have to accept and love yourself at the same time, uh, not to be overly obsessed about it and like really take uh, the attention on others. Like how can I help others? How can I serve others? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just like uh, you told about the, this nice networking of women, right? So uh, mm-hmm. it's about helping others, and that's what brings you joy. And then you naturally, when you are joyful and happy, you will also have the energy to be more healthy. You'll have the energy to eat more uh, healthy and things like that. Right, exactly. And I do recognize that in myself. Um, I just... I know it's, like you said, it's all a mindset, and I can do it because I already lost 20 pounds, but I'm kind of at a standstill because right now I'm enjoying my ice cream too much, and I know that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so, like, and, and as you say, like, some people, like, for short term, they will lose a lot of weight, but then they will gain diabetes. So you really have to pay attention to those things and also to the alignment, the internal alignment, that it's, it's right. you know, uh, that your belief about it, that, you know, what, what uh, it symbolizes for you, food. Because, like, for example, if, like, a child was uh, upset and then the parents say, oh, you, you, you know, take a chocolate, okay? Then for mm-hmm. him, the link of that is something that, uh, bring, that food is a joy. It's something that brings me joy. So, oh. so, yeah, there's so many things you want to look into and see that, there's not those triggers or un- underlying thing that will always create you to go back on the loop. And so uh, you want to make sure you consistently all to the new diet because it's, it's, it's better to be fat than to gain and lose, gain and lose. So it's very important. Yeah, yeah, the gain and lose, gain and lose, uh, this is not healthy at all. Because And also definitely, I wouldn't call it even diet. I would just call it like uh, changing uh, habits and uh, right. nutrition habits and, you know, health habits, 
because uh, being in the loop of, um, you know, losing weight, uh, especially when people like lose all at once, and that's what happens because like they have this motivation for like a certain event to look like a million dollars, their daughter mm-hmm. is getting married or something, or uh, these are not good for the body, you know, this extreme, uh, you know, uh, hunger or right. whatever. So. So everything, it's better to have it like, a, make it in small steps, even tiniest steps, tiniest steps and, and get the, the way that you want, but to preserve it because it was such a small step that you don't even felt it. It was not like traumatic right. for your body. Right. Well, I've been seeing a nutritionist and um, I am eating healthier and the garden I spoke of in the beginning, so far my Swiss chart is the only thing that I've been able to eat, but um, hopefully uh, we do have some tomatoes and hopefully the garden will pick up again and and bring me more healthy food, but um, I am doing better in that respect. So. Yeah, you must do better because you are helping so many people to do better in their life. So, right. uh, and so naturally, it's also increased your self-awareness. So, of course, you know, you have a lot of awareness and you're doing good to the world. Right. So naturally, right. And, and also naturally, it gives you more motivation because you don't just think about your health, but you think about the, that your health will help other people because if you are healthy, you can help more people. Exactly. Right. And that's what I tell people. You need to take care of yourself first. And, you know, I pretty well do that. Um, it's just my husband and me in the house with two dogs. And if my daughter asks me to babysit, because I mostly babysit for um, her two children out of 15 grandchildren, um, if I think that it's going to affect my day, I'll tell her no, where I used to say, okay, bring them over, you know. So I, I respect myself and I make sure that if I can't do it, I'm not going to put myself out there. So I have another question um, in regards to me being a borderline hoarder, not letting be able, being able to let my things go. So one of your questions was, um, how do you help people work on their subconscious, on the unconscious level? How would that help me? Right. So, like, first of all, in general, people need to see that they will have much more benefits from let it go than not let it go. Because right now, uh, not let it go sometimes gives them certain uh, pleasure uh, when they all of, they don't need to take uh, responsibility, they allow themselves to be in a victim uh, mood. Maybe they have a secondary gain, like uh, when they are sick or something, their the husband gives them more attention, then they don't need to do anything at home or whatever. They are secondary gain. So they truly need to see that the benefits of let go will be much, much bigger uh, than keep the the negative uh, feeling that they go through, right? So uh, they, they must understand the benefits, first of all, uh, in order for them to let it go. <laughs> because some people, like the suffering, bring them certain, like, attention or underlying, um, you know, something that not necessarily serves them in the long run and for the better uh, life. So that's first of all. So when the, the person is really... 
uh, know and understand that and then he's willing because you cannot like convince someone to change unless he wants to, right? Uh, right. Then you, yeah. Then you help them, and and if it's like deep traumatic uh, process, definitely you want to make sure that they are dissociate, that they are not going through the event again, but they able to look at the event uh, with you know without being in the event, without associated the event. And we, I mentioned before about the timeline that you take them through. Another thing is like. You have to figure out what kind of picture they stored in their mind and help them uh, change those picture. So there is all those uh, amazing uh, uh, things. And also we have a tendency to remember uh, bad things and to put ourselves down. That's like a little bit uh, learned in society and compare ourselves all the time and feel always uh, we are less or something. So another thing that you want to make sure is that the person actually recall uh, good things about himself, uh, victories about his life. And if uh, possible, if the client is with, uh, you know, is uh, exposed to your techniques, then you can even anchor a go button on their body that uh, when they need this feeling, they just press this and uh, the neurologically link is to a good state of mind. So you do all those amazing things that help the the client not to run on this uh, rat wheel, you know, not to um, round around his tail and be in a loop and really release uh, the pattern and uh, change them. Hmm. So in other words, pressing a spot on the body. So if I'm thinking about something that's going to affect me, I'll pinch my thumb. So no, so like for example, if there's, uh, let's say if you had amazing moment when you felt like confidence and you got, let's say the deal, you can like uh, press somewhere that you wouldn't touch usually and like press it, uh, uh, like let's say your knuckle or something, you can press it like uh, enough time when you felt this event and then later on when you are down, if you touch this uh, knuckle, it will elicit this uh, emotion that you felt when you got the deal done, for example. Wow. That's great. Yeah, so, and with the client, we also uh, elicit, we bring up all these amazing memories of the good thing because we always are like, you know, uh, give more uh, sometimes uh, time to our, what we went through, the victim mode or something. So, we do help them to bring their successful part. And then we can, uh, when they are in this emotion, that we bring back something that they did very well in or uh, that they felt proud of, uh, when they are in the state, uh, then the practitioner will uh, hold into this knuckle, make sure they are anchored. So when they need it, they have it ready. Wow. I have to remember that now because that, that is a great thing. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. It's really fun. And, you know, like you would see, look at it like, uh, you know, like let's say you went to a test, let's say my driving test. And when I did my driving test very well, for example, I was wearing certain shirt. Okay. So I said to myself, oh, this shirt, like, bring me luck. Okay. So yeah. next time I have a test, I would wear the same shirt and, fi- and have this victory feeling. 
Just like when we associate, like when we were kids, that like, oh, this sweet food means the, that it will bring me joy when I suffer or whatever. We, you know, we, we just walk on the links in a way that will serve us. Right. And for me, I teach everybody to use turquoise because my angels told me to, to work with turquoise for mental illness. And my campaign is brighten your day with turquoise. Wear a turquoise shirt. And for me, it's always a turquoise pants, shirt, and headband and necklace and everything because that's my brand. So yeah. turquoise is a common color, and it helps you focus. It brings in the confidence. So um, that's what I tell people is that, you know, when you're, you're feeling down, make sure you have a lot of turquoise in your life and, you know, turquoise paper, turquoise pens and everything. So, you know, it's kind of the same idea. Yeah, so like uh, Obama, for example, used to have this uh, little kind of uh, rock or stone or little uh, uh, Think like souvenir that he got from big leaders, leaders in, of the world. So he said that when he felt down, for example, or, you know, lots of energy or uh, discouraged, let's say, he would uh, take them out of his pocket and look at that, and that will bring him back his, uh, his courage, his uh, energy, his uh, leadership uh, uh, mode, and things like that. So, yeah, people use it all the time. And definitely, like, my husband designed jewelry, amazing ones, and empowering, so... Definitely, uh, it's, you know, like there's certain colors and certain uh, stones uh, do, uh, you know, it's like the meaning that you understand from them, but also the meaning you give to them. <laughs> right, right. And I saw some of his jewelry. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. That's a Bareket design, by the way. Bareket, like my last name, design. Bareket, okay. Yeah, design, and it's singular. Bariket design. Yeah. That's empowering. We also have uh, jewelry that are with blessing on it. So, you know, you can imagine that if you carry all the time this uh, blessing on you, it's empowering. I always, uh, for example, for anchoring, I carry myself often uh, psalms uh, mm-hmm. that, that give me a good feeling and um, remind myself my faith and in God and it gives me energy. So, Everybody can create their own anchoring. Right, exactly. Um, so we're, we're kind of over time here, but that's okay. Um, you tell me where live in Castro Valley, California. Where is that? So Castro Valley is the East Bay, near the Bay Area, the East Bay. Uh, ah. It's, um, we could say, near Berkeley, um, is like half an hour from San Francisco. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool small town and a uh, mix of uh, people from all culture. Uh, school are good. And, uh, and, you know, like a small town, cozy, cozy and very easy access to wherever you want to go. Uh, so okay. I really like this town. Yeah, it's a really cute town. It sounds nice. I just, I never heard of that area. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So anybody yeah. listening that if you want to work in person with, um, you know, you can uh, at any time um, let her know you're going to be in the area and you can set up an appointment and actually um, 
work in person or take her out to lunch or something to uh, <laughs> those are opportunities have to come up. Um, yeah, and also, yeah, they also like I, I Skype with people when they, uh, you know, I can Skype if they live far away, uh, definitely, uh, mm-hmm. no problem. But it's always uh, good to expand our networking, definitely, if someone here and uh, wants to uh, say hi and have a talk, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. That's also why I ask everybody that I talk to about the because I plan on traveling um, for business, and I would love to be able to get together with all the people that I talk to on in my interviews. Good idea. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's best. Like, social connection is important even for our happiness level. Right. So, like I said, we're over time. Is there anything else that you'd like to say about your vision and, and anything else that you can help people with? Okay, I just say that have faith, uh, everybody, and and truly, like, uh, live your purpose. Uh, the moment God decided to put you on this earth, he had uh, a special mission for you. So concentrate on your mission and do good to the world. And uh, definitely, I guess they can see my connection uh, after on the paper or something. But they, they can mm-hmm. look at the, my, like my last my my name Naomi N A O M I, and my last name dot com. So it's Naomi Bareket B A R E K E T Naomi Bareket dot com, and uh, I wish everybody blessing and that they will really live uh, fulfill their potential and uh, bring joy to the world. Yes, that's beautiful. And I want to thank you, Katrin, that uh, you really, I can see that you work with your soul, and I'm really uh, impressed and uh, proud of you uh, that you took an event and you turned it into a mission so to help as many people and save uh, people's soul. Thank you very much for that. And you also um, offer a free half-hour consultation to anyone listening? Yes, yeah, so they definitely, and uh, my telephone number, in case they want to call me, if mm-hmm. it's easier, it's uh, 443-248-0014. So I repeat, 443-248-0014. And if I cannot answer the phone, they can leave a message. Yes, and that's what I tell people also because um, I don't know about you, but 90% of our calls are scams. So we don't answer the phone unless we know who's calling. That's that's also, and or you like doing a session or giving, you know, you're busy and naturally uh, you don't answer the phone. Exactly, yes. But I gave them so, my direct line, yeah. Yes, exactly, and I'll share it again in a minute. Um, So, again, thank you, Naomi. Um, You really gave me a lot to think about today, and you sound very uplifting yourself, and I'm honored to have spoken with you today. So thank you again. Thank you, and bless you. Thank you so much. And bless you, too. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. 
thank you so much for your time and listening to everything Naomi had to share. As a reminder, you can check out my info on my website at www.catherinemlaub.com or thecelestialspoon.com. And I offer a free report on receiving messages from beyond, and you can also get a free vision board guide on how to create a vision board. If you're interested in a psychic reading or coaching with me, you can find information on my programs and readings page. We can talk on the phone, through Skype, email, or if you're local to Central Suffolk County, New York, in person. And again, you can find Naomi at N-A-O-M-I at N-A-O-M-I-B-A-R-E-K-E-T dot com. And that would also be her www.naomibarrakette.com. And her phone number for her consultation is 443-248-0014. This is Catherine Lab. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational, and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.